0: I've never heard that someone do that in real life. No, I've never no, seen, you know, oh the bus is like <laughs> it doesn't happen it doesn't happen.
1: Hello, welcome back to Bottom Up, episode uh, 19. We are back after a little hiatus. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, Yes. Yeah, so yeah, we've we've had... um, Well, my name's Ollie, this is Tibbs. Um, I'm Tibbs. um, We've both had uh, sort of family bereavements on both sides, so that's obviously delayed things um, a bit. Um, But, you know, we want to soldier on as best we can, deliver the episode that we promised uh, a few months back. A few um, months back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's um, it's going to be a big episode. So we're trying to we'll, we'll um, uh, yeah do our best to uh, uh, give it the, uh, the 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 episode it should be. <laughs> uh, we've got. are not out of practice at all. We're not, we? not out of practice. No, no, not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. We've got cool. um, well, we've got two, not one, but two um, book club games this month. Yes. Uh, bad games. when games go bad. Um, that being Rise of the Robots and Overblood, um, and then we've got the Pottom Up Awards for the, yes. the our favourite games of last year.
0: That's what everyone's been waiting for. Yeah,
1: yeah, the the twenty nineteen Pottom Up Awards in uh, in late February or early March. A lot of uh, people have 2020. been
0: telling me twenty twenty hasn't really started until we've got the the Up Awards. Well, out exactly. Of the way.
1: We haven't properly finished twenty nineteen you know? yet, so you know this no. is um, we're going to do it right yeah. now. Yeah so um you know other than the obvious tips, how have you been have you been lately what, what you've been up to
0: um well yeah like you say other than the obvious i mean that's um it kind of you know t- overtakes everything does not it but um yeah. i've been playing a few uh a few games mm-hmm. um most recently i've been playing 2 point hospital
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, uh,
0: that's had the console release at last. Um, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a, a spiritual successor to Theme Hospital from back mm. in the day. It is, it is basically Theme Hospital. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, only only a few levels in. I'm like on the the fourth hospital. You get to manage a hospital. You've got to build it up to a certain level, get a certain rating, and then you can take on a new challenge at a different hospital. And it, you know, it gets more and more difficult. So. Haven't put too much time into it so far, but yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah. I've also been playing. Um, I bought Death Stranding, the um, yeah. Kojima yeah. Productions.
1: Yes, how how have you um, been finding it?
0: It's weird. It's a weird one. <laughs> that,
1: that is what I've heard. So, so what's what? As best you can, what is it about
0: <laughs> delivering parcels? Mm, okay, essentially. Mm. Um, it's got this really it's got a really intriguing storyline um but it kind of dumps you into it like midway and there's all these acronyms and sort of um terminology that isn't explained to you in the world mm. um to begin with you you kind of piece it together as you go along but when the game starts it gives you all these all this terminology like um uh, bt's uh, and all these kind of weird things. So you're like, I don't know what a BT is. I don't know what, what are these creatures and what's going on in the world. You've got no idea. Mm. But the, the basics of the gameplay is you have to deliver parcels from one part of the map to another part of the map. Um, I don't know. I've heard it described as just fetch quests, yeah. Which kind of, in a way, it is, but that would be like saying, "Crazy Taxi" is just taking people from one place to another. Yeah, you can. Like bo- if, I mean, if,
1: you can boil down games. You know, that yeah. Simply, if you boil it down to the soul, like that,
0: then, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. But there is more to it than that. There's. Yeah. It's about sort of navigating the surroundings and working your your, your uh, a path through and making sure you've got enough equipment to get from one place to another and. <clears throat> But I kind of gave up on it after I think I put about ten or twelve hours into it okay um it just wasn't fun mm. it just it just felt a bit of a chore and um, I get what it was going for, and it's not a bad game, but it i can't I don't think I'm really gonna complete it yeah. it's just too much it's too much like a job. You know, it's just like yeah, I s I dunno, it's it's a real odd duck. Um I would say if you can find it cheap enough, I found it on sale for like fifteen quid. Okay, um if you can get if you can get yeah, if you can get it for sort of ten or fifteen quid, pick it up and you know and give it a try. Just but, as a as a
1: sort of a, a muse- like a museum piece, almost like an intriguing thing. Yeah, that's probably what I yeah, would kind pick it up of. As,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're into Hideo Kojima games, it's worth playing just to see. You know, it's clear that the guy's got loads of ideas. Mm, yeah, um, there's there's loads of loads of tiny little details in the game. Um, you know. <sighs> it's a really ambitious game I just I really don't know what to think of it. I might have to spend a bit more time with it and then come back and, and give it a reassessment um, mm. but yeah I would say the one thing it really has got going for it is kind of got this asymmetrical multiplayer aspect to it right. where it, other people who play the game um, Say you you've got a trek from one end of the map to another and mm. there's a huge sort of cliff in the way
2: yeah if
0: someone else has played the game before you they can choose to leave a ladder or some rope or something in place for you to climb over it and you can leave a like for them right. um so you know you can show them that you appreciate the fact that they've left something for you and you can leave things for other people as well you can leave parcels of supplies and things oh, so you've kind of got this thing where everyone's sort of helping each other mm. but you don't you never see another player. It's never, you know, multiplayer in the fact that you see the other people who are playing the game. You see see traces of where they've been, and they can leave you messages and um, little beacons, and they can point out things on the map where there's, you know, dangerous places and where you Mm. need to be wary of and things like that. So that Mm. kind of thing's really cool. I just wish there was a little bit more... something more to get your teeth stuck into with the gameplay side of things, really. But, um... Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a really strange game. Um, yeah. I can see why it was why it sort of divided opinion so much.
1: It sounds sounds very sort of vision driven, really. Doesn't yes. It? Rather than you know, let's um, we need to put some gameplay in here. You know, it's <laughs> it sounds very much like you know, this is the game I want to make. It's kind of an experimental kind of thing. I suppose. Yes. Mm.
0: Yeah, very very experimental, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and the other game I've been playing a lot of, well, I say a lot of, um, is Dreams um, for yeah, PS4. I, do
1: you know what I've been? I've I've been intrigued by this, but I don't know much about how it works. It's kind of a game creator, game game mechanic it's, creator, I suppose. I yeah, it's
0: just kind of it's an everything creator. Yeah, There's people making films and music and games and all sorts. It's.
1: I, I keep meaning really to good. meaning to look up how it works on like YouTube and stuff because. It sounds like I can't even begin to get my head around how you would how you would have a tool that can make anything. You know, how does it work?
0: I've only done a few of the tutorial things, yeah. um, and it's kind of like you've got like a basic three D space, mm. and uh, you can drag and drop um different shapes geometric shapes into it um what they call puppets which are um, little, like little characters you can make your own characters you can make your own little puppets mm. um it's all in a very kind of drag and drop style and you can scale yeah. the items and things and then you can add a layer of uh, logic on top of it so um you can tell um the engine how to how the different objects in the in the scene will interact with each other, so you, um, you know, like losing lives or scoring points or yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or, it's got a lot of the basic stuff done already. So you know, in the basic levels, all the stuff like controlling the character, jumping, gravity, yeah. Yeah. condition detection, that's all sort of baked in. Um. But you can go in and tweak all that to your to your liking as well if you want. But some of the stuff that I've seen people make on it. I got, I've just don't have the first idea how they got to got from the basic tutorial levels into making the kind of stuff that they've done. Yeah,
2: because
0: nice. um, yeah. I've seen someone there's a, a one on there it's a, like a full recreation of a wipeout style game with little hovercraft ships and. Yeah. Um, a cockpit view and also it's in, it's incredible what they've mm. done with it yeah. um someone's recreated um, a stage of fallout 4 um the sonic the hedgehog style games on there someone's yeah. made a, a tomb raider level with it it's phenomenal it's really really good
1: that's amazing um yeah.
0: I wanted to play on the show, um, There's someone did a, a song on there about a party, they go to a party, but they get to the house, it's just full of cats. <laughs> And it's it's a re- it's a really funny. So- I just found it really funny, and it's just a, just a song lamenting the fact that he was told it was going to be a really cool party, and he gets it and it's just a load of cats. <laughs> um, but I can't find it online anywhere. Oh, I think no. it's I think it's exclusive. So they've just recorded it for this game. Yeah. I can't find it on YouTube. I can't oh, no. find a, a capture of it.
1: Can um, you um, can you still get it on the on the game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, it's, I, it's, you you can probably record game. it on the. Um, this is a PlayStation only game, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could probably. Um, I think you can record the gameplay, can't you, on your on your PlayStation?
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Try doing yeah. that. Yeah,
1: we can put it on um, YouTube, I guess. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: Oh
0: yeah, I'm gonna try that when we when we finish recording. I'm gonna try that. And we'll, yeah, just um, record it. Yeah. I said, yeah, I can yeah. At, least, at least put it on the the bottom up Twitter feed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's a it's a real game changer, I think, because um, yeah. I know. In a future patch, they're going to be adding VR support as well.
1: Yeah.
2: So
0: you know, people are going to just—you you can just—it's a whole dev kit, really, for it's an amateur nuts, dev. Kit isn't it? I mean, it sounds—it
1: it sounds like Unity or well, Unreal Engine sort of thing, but you know, mm. even sim- simpler, but somehow just yeah. as um, competent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, it's, I, I, and, I, as a game sort of creator, to some extent, I'm very intrigued by it
0: i mean if you've got experience in it if you've got experience in, in programming in different engines and, mm. and stuff like that if you've got like a, a foundation in that kind of thing already i think you'll be able to make some fantastic stuff with it yeah, yeah. um there's a demonstration level made by um the developers themselves media molecule called uh art's dream, i think it is art's dream mm. and it's just like a to show you the th- type of things that it's capable of doing
1: yeah.
0: and it's it's just it's jaw-dropping
1: even as a prototyping tool if you're if you just want to try out an idea for a game and then build it in something you know more yeah. portable like unity or whatever you know that must be yeah it must be amazing yeah.
0: yeah the only thing i would caution um i've heard people talk about online the possibility of people being able to sell their games on it in future yeah i, I kind of think that might ruin it a bit um, yeah. I'm, I, I know people people have got a right to to sort of earn from their creations and things like that but hmm. i think part of the charm of it is just people making things and sharing things just for the fun of I doing it. i think so
1: as soon as you inject money into it that's that's when you know you yeah you, things can get unpredictable then like it, yeah as you say it's it becomes it goes from a, le- a nice little hobby tool to something that a business model and then yeah. you know it could go anywhere from there really yeah
0: i think it um, would just suck the soul out of it a bit
1: yeah like. yeah that would be a shame i think yeah but, but i i kind of only... at the same time i see the angle because as you say these people are creating stuff and it would be nice to if they, if they put all that hard work it would be nice to yeah
0: but, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, if they want to go down that route, maybe some kind of you know an option to tip the creator rather than selling it, you could tip yeah. them something. If yeah, yeah, like everything's
1: there. free, but you, yeah, tips. That would be that would yeah. look better, I think. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, something like that. But I don't think any of this has been talked about by the developers. I think this is. People in people in general on the internet—they they've seen the sort of things this thing's capable of. Yeah. You know, they're saying, "Oh, well, we, sh-, you know, I'd like to be able to sell things on it and stuff." But yeah, um, like I say, my personal hope is that they don't go in that direction. They keep it as it is.
3: But um, yeah.
0: But yeah, I think that that sums up basically what I've been uh, what I've been playing since the last show. There's uh, probably other stuff as well, but yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> there's only so long we've got to talk.
1: <laughs> I know we we got a lot to fit in. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, um, I'm I'm going to um. I've I've been playing a, a a game that kind of as you were describing Death Stranding. I I sort of uh, noticed some similarities in what you're saying. I've been playing Shenmue three, obviously, okay. and I um I've played I've played through all of it now. Um, a little bit disappointed to be honest. They um,
0: didn't give an ending, or no? I well I kind of
1: suspect I kind of suspected that there would just be more coming because I think he's planned like eleven chapters or something daft like that so i didn't yeah. think it would come to an ending but just the story itself it's just a bit empty really really yeah it's that, that the first two games um you know you would start off in a particular objective and then over the course of the game you know you didn't you'd meet a certain character some sort of event would happen you know i mean to be fair there's a lot of day-to-day stuff as well obviously because it's jenmu but you know at least things would happen you know throughout the course of the game Whereas' yeah. this one you kind of you spend pretty much the whole game just looking for these thugs that have kidnapped somebody, and that's pretty much all you're doing throughout the whole game until the last two hours where finally something you know some action happens and it was just a bit i don't know I, hmm. I was a bit I was got, got a bit bored, I must admit, and I, I was almost yeah. gave up and i looked I just had a quick look on YouTube see I was only like a couple of hours from the end and it's just you you kind of go from that in you know, that time you kind of go from nothing to suddenly all the action happens and the end was good it's it's very, it's obviously it's a very Shenmue game you know it's it's got all the components that the originals had it expands on some of the areas quite well and a lot of the the activity that you have to do you know there's, there's there are more ways of earning money than the previous games but they're all quite dull quite quickly i i i genuinely start i was genuinely playing this and falling asleep at times <laughs> Like, well, very like micro sleep because I <laughs> I would go up to a character and I'd be in control. I thought, like, okay, I'll just go and talk to him, and suddenly I'd wake up and I realized that the conversation had, had already finished, <laughs> 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 I'd missed it. Uh, um, yeah, so, um,
0: do you think it's a case of um, directors like Yu Suzuki and Hideo Kojima hmm. getting to the point? Um, I've heard the same thing The same thing said about George Lucas when it comes to Star Wars, yeah. where well, they've reached such a level that people are afraid to sort of tell them no with any of their ideas. Yes. You know, so think,
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you, know? you might be right So they there, just yeah. go
0: with whatever they say, regardless of whether it's a good idea or not.
1: Mm, mm. I think there's some truth to that, possibly, yeah i mean i I don't know i think it i think reviews i've read I've looked at a couple of reviews they said fairly similar stuff i mean it's it's not a terrible game there's some good there's some good bits in there they it takes place in two different places um Bailu village and uh Niawu i want to say um uh, the first is it's quite a nice little rural town it kind of uh, it works really well because there's there's only so many characters there's only so many places you go it's nice quite it's quite restricted whereas Niawu is a big kind of city there's too many shops there's too much distance to go from one end of the town to the other it's just got a bit too much I, I think Shenmu works better when it's just in a small localized setting yeah. um but uh, yeah I think some sim- reviews said similar I don't know how fans I haven't really looked at how the fans have reacted to be honest but I'm, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure they they still liked it because it's got all the all the hallmarks of it. There's a couple
0: of people I follow on Twitter who are are quite vocal Shenmue fans, and they both seem to love it. Mm, Uh, Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be surprised, because there's...
0: So, I think... It's just one of those things, isn't it? Your your mileage may vary.
1: It's because they've been waiting so long for this, I suppose. I mean... Yeah. You know, it's... They put so much... um, you know commitment into it. I don't. I don't know. I don't want to accuse them of being like too afraid to say it's not a good game or, or anything. But I. I don't know. I think um, for me, having just started the series in the last year or two, um, I think it was. It's probably the weakest weakest of the three. I would say. Yeah. I think the best, first one's the best. two's pretty good. This one, yeah, good and bad.
0: I hope it's sold enough that he gets to do his other chapters. okay <laughs>
1: I think he will anyway. He, he, he. Because the m- thing
0: is, if you know, if it's got, it's I, this notorious game for never having completed the story.
1: Yeah,
0: it was a miracle that he got number three funded. Exactly. And if if he then doesn't finish the story anyway,
1: it's nuts. <laughs> he's got the perfect time He's got an open goal to just like yeah. deliver the complete the story. And no, he, he's uh, fair play to him. he's got, he's 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 clearly got this vision that he's had for you know two decades now about this story and how it's going to play out and the fact that this one progresses at a snail's pace (laughs) where really you could have crammed so much more into it he's clearly got still hanging on to this vision of this epic epic story and I want to see how it ends you know I'll buy Shenmue 4 and 5 probably and 6 and whatever
3: and I think everyone
1: else will just to see the completion of the damn story um (laughs) So yeah, I think he's just going to carry on and do as many as he wants, really, because the same people who back the the semi three will back four and five, etc. Um yeah. So I'm not concerned about that. <laughs> but
0: what well, if it turns out it was all a dream?
1: Oh, that'd be that'd be a kicker, wouldn't it? <laughs> he just great, wakes though.
0: up. <laughs> just, just his wakes father's up, still just alive. You know, in the dojo,
1: That's it. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. yeah. It would be, yeah, be like a fifty years year. year uh, franchise by then <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah okay well that was ah. Shenmue 3 yeah, in a nutshell um,
0: um, have you been playing anything else or do you, do you want to talk about the Sonic movie or uh, i
1: got one more game to talk about then we'll talk about the Sonic movie um, let's hear it Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu of all things oh cool. <laughs> okay yeah. we bought this um, when it came out me and my wife because we both got uh, a slight history with Pokemon we both played at least one pokemon game before yeah. um and um it's got a, a co-op mode so we thought we could enjoy that didn't really sort of stick at the time but it's it's since found a new life with me and my daughter she she oh, she's got really into it she really loves pokemon now <laughs> from this game i love that yeah it's really really sweet um because the, the the co-op mode is is kind of like the the player one is is the main character really and, and the other one's just a support character so it works perfectly for a young child really. Um so you know, it's got that rather than uh, fighting a, a wild Pokemon you have to sort of uh, toss the the Joy-Con to throw a Pokeball and catch them and she loves all that. Um and she even she loves she loves other trainer battles to see, you know, which Pokemon they're gonna have and that kind of thing. It's really sweet. Um, yeah, it's really nice. And I'm enjoying it too. I'm I'm you know, I've I played Pokemon Yellow about twenty years ago and I'm it's the same story, it's the same game, same sort of range of Pokemon. It's the original hundred and fifty yeah. or um and i'm enjoying it because i'm sort of catching these pokemon that i that i remember getting before and like training them up and it's it's great you know i'm i'm actually um i'm thinking about getting pokemon sword or shield next um uh, just to mm. sort of because i'm sort of getting into it really yeah
0: yeah, brilliant. Mm. Have you got the, the special Pokeball <laughs> No, controller?
1: I haven't, no. I don't even know how that works, really. it's just—is it? Does it have buttons? It's just a ball, isn't it? <laughs> I, think,
0: I think it's just a ball with a button on, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really see cause to get that, to be honest. But <laughs> uh,
0: fair I enough. suppose nightmare visions of, of the daughter throwing it through yeah, the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly, yeah. Oh, God. I almost dropped a big stack of um, Duplo on the TV the other week. I was building up a big tower for her. And um, I said, do you want to push it? And she said, yeah. she just pushed it. And it just fell right on the TV. <laughs> Luckily, it was fine. But I thought, oh, God. You know those decisions you immediately regret? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Instant regret.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, cool. Sonic movie.
0: Yeah. Have you seen I haven't it? seen it. You I haven't was, seen I it? I was going to go see it. Um, but uh, various reasons. One being um, it was half-term. Yeah. And uh, like I said to you on Twitter, I didn't want to be the only thirty five year old guy sat in a cinema <laughs> full of screaming children. Yeah. Um but I also was, there's I, all was. this ghastly <laughs> virus going around at the moment as well. Yeah. So I'm I'm staying in, in Tibbs Towers at the moment until okay. the whole thing blows over.
1: Yeah. Possibly wise, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I did go and see it um in half term. I was the only uh, <laughs> lone adult in in my cinema. But um <laughs> I don't care care because uh, you know. I was, I was sure. owing it to, as I said in the previous podcast, I was owing it to a Child Ollie to, to go and see it. And, um, you yeah. know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I did enjoy it, um, as a lot of people have, you know. The, yeah. The, to, to think where we started with this movie and, you know, the whole thing about the, the first design, you know, what, yeah. a, what a turnaround this, is, <laughs> this has yeah, been. It's, it's like so a rags-to-riches story, really, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, uh, it's the most successful video game adaptation ever, I've heard.
0: Yeah, I've heard the same. Um, The litmus test for me is always do the critics like it or hate it? Mm. And the more critics hate and criticise something, the better it usually is. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, There was tonnes of backlash for the Sonic movies and it was mediocre and boring and all this kind of stuff. So I thought it's probably going to be great. And all the people um, who've seen it uh, like YouTubers, gaming YouTubers, and things like that. Hmm. The overwhelming consensus is, it's just a really good film. Yeah,
1: it is.
2: you know, it's,
0: it's, it's not, it's not, it's not going to change the way you think about life or anything. But it's no. just a good, fun film.
1: It's a good, fun family film. I, I think you know fans will enjoy it because it, there's a lot of. While it's an original, a completely original story in terms of anything that's Sonic's done before, it still pays great respect to the series there's loads of little easter eggs and stuff you can tell that they've actually wanted to you know be respectful to the fans rather than taking a couple of ideas and going a completely different direction with it as some other movies have done you know it's um there's that for starters and then it's just great for you know families you know kids kids love it and then there's enough for the parents to enjoy as well there's like lots of sort of jokes that go straight over the kids heads and you know Picked up by the is, by the adults, and it's, is it's Sonic
0: thing. himself quite likable in very, it? Because from the trailers, I get the impression that Jim Carrey's uh, Robotnik is sort of carrying the carrying the performances there. But is it, you don't really get to see that much of Sonic's personality in the trailers. Is he is he likable, or is he just sarcastic and a bit a bit nineties?
1: No, honestly, I think it's one of the most likeable versions of Sonic we've ever seen. It's really, really good. He's okay. really, he's just, uh, he, he, you want to hang out with him because he is, <laughs> he's, you know, he's funny, he's charming, and hes he's got the right sense of cool and sort of attitude and and self-confidence about himself. Mm. But he's just, he's also like really kind of happy and really friendly and, you know, he's, he's, and funny. And he's just, yeah, he's a really, really great interpretation of the character actually Oh, brilliant. um and yeah jim carrey is really good as robotnik as well so it's um yeah it's it's definitely good the only thing i'd say about it is the um the best stuff that happens in the film and the fun probably the funniest jokes we've all seen them before in the trailers so no. while there's <laughs> while there's <laughs> while there's some there's some other stuff in there as well like the you know some nice surprises particularly at the very beginning um you kind of feel like if you've seen the trailers a lot, the film is kind of, everything else is just kind of tying all those key moments in the trailer together mm. in terms of the action scenes and, and whatnot. You can almost kind of put this, if you look at the trailer you and think about it, you can almost put the story together yourself and then Yeah. that's the only thing I'd say. And that's more a comment against, you know, trailers and the fact that things are spoiled beforehand rather than the film itself.
0: I'm gonna say a lot of trailers tend to do that. Yeah, they tend to go from one extreme to the other. They either do that where they spoil the whole film, yeah, or they fill the trailer with a bunch of stuff that isn't even in the film when you go and see it. <laughs> mm. uh, so you know, either way is they they're not ideal. But um, yeah, yeah that's really good to hear. Um, mm. I don't know if I I will go see it in a cinema or if I'll wait for it to you know to come out on Blu-ray. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it either way. I I, I think it from the trailers it looks really good so yeah. yeah you know to get that confirmation i think is you know that's enough for me i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it
1: mm. yeah it's, a, it's just a good it's a good sonic film it's a good family film it's um mm. yeah very good recommended um right have we got any news bits we might have to make it fairly quick but anything <laughs> any newsy bits that we want to talk about
0: um just as we were setting up to record, I know I saw on Twitter that there's a Space Channel Five VR game that's that's just dropped.
1: Oh, it's just dropped. I think I'd heard it was coming. I think
0: I'd never even heard of that. I didn't even know that was a thing. I th- so I, I, I'm gonna I, be I, getting that later. All
1: oh, right, it rings a bell um, that it has been discussed before, but I didn't know what well, is it out now. Is it? I think so. Okay.
0: All right. Well, cool. yeah, I, 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 I must be honest. Even.
1: I've never played the original.
0: Oh. Okay. Mm.
1: I'm not really into rhythm games. I'm terrible at them. Ah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's. Um, I don't know if I'll be picking it up myself. At least, at least not before no, I play you, the original. But and I don't have yeah, VR anyway. To be fair, so. <laughs> but yeah, in well, yeah, VR it's it, um,
0: the running them. But yeah, yeah, that's that's an interesting little thing to you know to to see there. Yeah. Um, the Final Fantasy Seven. Um, sort of first few minutes of the remake of... Um, I don't know if it was like a trailer or the opening sequence and mm. stuff. Um, that's been released. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think it's the first few minutes, I think, isn't no, it? I haven't seen it, but I, I remember seeing that. Have seen up. it? No, I'm, I haven't got round to looking at
0: it. I don't know if it's for me, really. No, I got I'll that impression it. from
1: previous podcasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll play it. But mm. um, it just seems to have lost... I don't know, it just doesn't seem as, as charming to me, like they've made all the characters all realistic, and mm. they've given them all voice acting, but they've got, they all do this you know, I'm, I'm not the first person to talk about this um, little quirk, but it, since someone pointed it out to me I can't mm. stop hearing it, it's really annoying in anime dubs, and um, particularly Japanese games and things that have been dubbed into English they all make funny sounds with their voices like there's a bit where the train pulls up in the station and one of the characters looks up at the train he goes uh-huh, yeah and they keep making these, they keep making these funny voices and people don't do that
1: <laughs> i know exactly what you mean yeah that sort of no uh-huh. yes
0: uh-huh.
1: yeah yeah that noise yeah
0: I've, I've never heard someone do that in real life no, I've never no i have you know oh the bus is like uh-huh. <laughs> it doesn't happen it doesn't happen yeah. I can't. I can't not hear it. That was being pointed out to me, yeah. um, and, and that kind of spoiled the trailer for the the, the <laughs> thing for me. A bit. I thought, if they're going to be doing that for 160 hours of gameplay, yeah. <laughs> but you know, um, it will do well, um, yeah. and it does look like they've put a lot of effort in. I just uh, yeah. I don't know if it's for me. I think I've got too much of a um, an attachment to the original, really. But um, yeah, yeah, a lot of excitement around it. So you know.
1: I don't. I don't mind the concept of it. I just don't think I have the time to to, to play that. I mean, it's just the fact that yeah. they, they made a the whole game out of the first, you know, fraction of the the original game. The first, yeah, the first I tiny. Mean, fraction I can't. Of the game. I can't. I just can't do that. It's going to take me years to get through the whole thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I might have to put that one on the back burner for a bit. But yeah, I'm interested to see how it does. Um, we've got PS PS5 and Xbox Series X stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean. Yeah we don't really have much in the way of concrete details at the moment. No, though. but the, um,
1: the Series X it's um it's a tower. Yeah. What's that about? that's not going to fit under my TV.
0: No, it's not is it? Yes. Um it just made me think of all the jokes back in the day when the original Xbox came out and mm. people just said, "Oh, it's just a PC in a box." Mm. Um it's come full circle. It's just literally <laughs> It literally PC is out. just a
1: PC in a box, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's
0: just a, it's just a PC. <laughs> um they're not even hiding it now. Um No. no. I
1: mean I don't know. Um Yeah. I've heard that there aren't it's not really gonna have any exclusive games as in the term in no. as much as PCs will be able to run any game and even Xbox Ones will be able to run the same games I heard. I mean I, I, I don't know good how good. Yeah. okay, yeah. So it's it's kind of like um the only other example I can think of that is a Game Boy colour. It was yeah. forwards compatible, wasn't it, with the previous Game Boy. Mm. That's the only other example I can think of. Consoles never never, never done that otherwise, has it?
0: A slight tangent. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but I bought... Um, they were never released in the UK, but in America, um, Burger King released uh, a series of three um, promotional games for Xbox 360. Oh, um sneak king where you have to creep up behind people and give them a burger um (laughs) some kart racing game and i can't remember what the other one was um they're not great um i bought them just for curiosity's sake but a really interesting thing about them if you play them in the 360 you get a 360 version of the game with all the achievements and graphics and everything if you play it in the original xbox it's got a Sort of a downgraded Xbox version of the game on the oh, disc wow. as well. Oh, that's and really cool. I don't, yeah, I don't know if there's any other sort of dual format discs. They might be the only ones I've ever heard of, where mm. it's a, a separate game a for separate a separate game. console on the same on the same disc. Yeah, really, yeah. really curious. I think that um, is how
1: the Game Boy Color does it. I think it's got an entirely separate Game Boy version of each game. The first ones, everywhere. anyway, until they sort of upgraded them. But yeah, that's. Um, that's really weird isn't it
0: yeah yeah it's really interesting yeah. um but yeah i mean the xbox i i, I like the x, I, I, the xbox one i never bothered upgrading to the one s or the xbox one x or anything no. because it just doesn't. There are, i don't know i'm not saying there's no games for it but there's less sort of really quirky interesting games that playstation's got because I, yeah. I, I like really weird bizarre silly games i like lots of mid-range indie-type games or small studio games, and Xbox doesn't really have much of that. No. So, I, you know, it doesn't get nearly as much use as the PlayStation 4 or the Switch for me. Um, So I'm a bit less excited about... About the Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X, or whatever it's called, until they, yeah. you know, they need something that's really, you know, exclusive to them that makes you think, "Wow, okay, that's yeah. you know something different."
1: Yeah, yeah, something
0: it's... different. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. They need certainly more original content and more sort of quirky stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it, 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 does it does all come down to the games, and we haven't, we don't know any games for either system yet, so it's, it's, it's far too early to it say. I think
0: for for being backwards compatible. Yeah. And if the yeah. rumours are true about the PS5 being backwards compatible with all previous generations, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then I think that's a fantastic step forward. Oh, um, as long as it's as long as it's done properly, and it's yeah. not, you know, we'll sell you the games again from the store. Um, yeah, that's exactly. not. I, yeah,
1: I, I must admit, store. it does sound a bit too good to be true that you can just pop literally any previous PlayStation disc in and it will run. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like there might be caveats coming to that.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, it's quite a difficult thing to to do anyway, and keeping their well, costs yeah, down. I mean, I've heard they're having tra- trouble keeping their costs down of the system anyway, so it may be that that
0: yeah.
1: contributes to that.
0: Yeah, the rumours are it's going to be sort of £500 at mm, launch, isn't it? Mm, um, yeah, yeah, It's going to be, you know, compared to, you know, when you can get a Switch for around 200 if you shop around, mm. you know, launching a console at 500 pounds is going to be a, a an uphill struggle i think but um yeah. yeah a lot can happen in a year so we'll have to see see what happens comes about
1: they all start slow and then kind of pick up the pace as the generation carries on I mean, i didn't get my ps4 oh, yeah. until 2017 which is you know a good i think 4 years after the generation had started, so, you know, I think...
0: Yeah, same, it, I mean, yeah, same with the, the PS1, 2, 3 and 4 with me. I, did, I never got them at launch, no, I got them a, a bit yeah. further down the line, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd be exciting to see what's coming. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's a new generation, it's always, always exciting, isn't it, really? Whether you're in it yeah. from the from ground floor or not. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely.
1: Yeah, so, um okay, is that uh, any other newsy bits?
0: No, I think that's
1: it. Should we officially name the, that's the section of this podcast just newsy bits?
0: Newsy bits, yeah. yeah newsy it. bits,
1: yeah. It doesn't really have a name. It just sort of flows in from the previous section, doesn't it? But yeah, yeah. newsy bits. Okay. Uh, next section is uh, incoming indies. Yes. Um, do you have one? Would you like to? Uh...
0: Uh, it's not really an indie. Um, yeah, I was right. going to go for, I was. I was going to suggest the wonderful one hundred and one Kickstarter from Platinum Games.
1: Oh yeah, I heard about this. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the original game other than knowing of it. Um, what, Same what, here. Yeah. What, I, I don't
0: have it. It was a Wii U exclusive. Wii, yes, yeah. Know, um, so know. obviously only about 10 people ever played it. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be good. I like Platinum Games. It looks... The arts, it's got kind of... A, the characters have this kind of Beautiful Joe kind of uh, art style to them. Mm, um, yes. And it just looks it just looks good,
1: what looks genre good. is it? I've never been able to work this out.
0: I'm not sure. I think it's kind of it looks a bit like Pikmin from the video, yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I thought.
0: you know, yeah. lots of people you know knocking about um you they sort of all f- crowd together. I do not really know what it's about i'm- go- yeah. I'm taking it entirely on trust to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, yeah. I, I like Platinum <laughs> Games. Um, most of the stuff they've done, is, yeah. you know, it's a marker quality. You see the Platinum Games logo, you know you're in for a good time. Mm. So mm. on that basis alone, I've I've dropped twenty quid on it, or however much it is for the Switch version. Okay, um, that's quite good. And uh yeah, that's my recommendation.
1: Mm.
0: Back it, and you won't be disappointed. That's the bottom up guarantee.
1: Uh, <laughs> bold, bold guarantee. <laughs> um. Yeah, my incoming indie is a game called Eastwood. Uh, not Clint oh. Eastwood. It's Eastward, as in going east. It's a top-down Zelda-like action RPG dungeony sort of thing. Um, it looks really nice. Um, it's, uh, it's, that's, <laughs> there's not much else I can say about it. Well, it's kind of uh, <laughs> set in a.
0: Uh, I thought my wonderful one hundred and one pitch. Yeah, was I know. <laughs>
1: I mean, I've summed it up really because I love Zelda, so uh, and it's been too long since I've actually played a Zelda or a Zelda-like, so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. Um, it's sort of a, a colourful kind of post-apocalyptic world, not like too depressing one, but I think post-apocalyptic in some sense. Um, two characters, one of them has a frying pan as his main weapon. Um, it's all you need, really, isn't it? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, puzzles, uh, monsters. Wandering around, talking to people. Is it PC console? Uh, everything I think. Well, I'm saying that I don't know, but uh, <laughs> 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 probably <laughs> everything. Everything. Well, maybe. Maybe it'll, everything. It'll come out on something. I'm gonna get it on on the uh, PC. I know it's coming out on that, but um, because they had a limited time demo, um, which I missed. Um, I don't get these limited time demos.
0: I was like, gonna say they can knock that on the ad. Yeah. What's wrong with you just having a demo and just be the demo being the demo? Yeah, and that's
1: tell fun. me about it. I'm seeing a lot of these lately, especially on PlayStation. Like, yeah, it's only there for like a week or so, and then it's gone. I'm like, well, what's the point? It's only a level. I mean, just let's keep it. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it winds me up. But anyway, apart from that, it looks like a good game. Um, I think that about sums up everything that we were gonna say before we get into the meat of the the matter.
0: As the meat and potatoes. The meat
1: and potatoes. One of them is meat, and one of them is potatoes. Only you will find out soon. <laughs> um, yeah, two games. Um, we we uh, we picked bad games this month because we've done far too many good games. Um, so my my pick was Rise of the Robots, and your pick was Over Blood. Over Blood, too much blood. So. The, We'll take a short break, and then yeah. when you come back, you're going to find out how we fared with these terrible, terrible games. <laughs> well, to be fair, one of them's terrible. The other one is not that terrible, I reckon. Yeah. Mm. But which one's which? Which one's which? Ooh. Oh! <laughs> right. See you. Right, that'll be that then. Yeah. See, ya. See ya. Bye. Welcome back to Pod'em Up episode 19. Um, as, yes. a, as, as we've just said, you probably haven't gone far since then. It's only just been a bit with the music in it, so you're still here. Um, yeah, Rise of the Robots. Um, oh, that was great. Yeah, uh, developed by Mirage, published by Time Warner, released on a number of formats uh, from November '94 onwards, um, including... <gasps> Amiga Amiga C D thirty two, PC, Super Nintendo, Mega Drive, Game Gear, Philips C D I, Three DO and eventually an arcade version. A lot you just read that straight off
0: Wikipedia, didn't
1: you? Um yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yes. Yeah, I played the Mega Drive and the SNES versions. Um which versions did you play?
0: Uh, just a Mega Drive. Yeah. I've got it on Amiga, uh, oh, okay. but I didn't want to. I didn't want to dust off the Amiga and set it all up. So no, it's um, not worth it, really. <laughs> it's really not. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we'll we'll go into it, but I think the most interesting thing about this game is the 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 stuff surrounding it rather than the game itself, isn't it? Like the the, yeah. the sort of the hype around it. I think that's what makes this game a noteworthy bad game. Yeah, and the sort of reaction to it and stuff. But anyway, we're going to get into that in a minute basically uh, as a summary it's um it's a fighting game uh you control well it's a fighting game of robots that's the that's the sort of gimmick there they're all um sort of pre-rendered so which was you know a big deal in in 94 um bit of a a trend at that point i think spent a lot of time modeling these robots making them look cool and everything put them in these games you only control one robot though as he fights a series of other robots which is you know kind of more limiting limited than a typical fighting game where you can usually pick your own character. Um, uh, there's a plot of sorts. It's set in the future where machines uh, moderate pretty much everything. Um, and a super advanced computer AI gets a virus and begins to develop self-awareness and attempts to uh, escape its confinements in order to destroy the world. Um, yeah. Um, and only one robot. Apparently, can can battle its way through um, a cyborg called Eco Thirty Five Hyphen Two. You know, a catchy name up there with you know Sonic, Sonic, Mario, Spyro, Mario, Ryu. Crash, Ryu. You know, it's it's unforgettable, really, isn't it? <laughs> Iconic. <laughs> um, it's got a human brain, which makes it um, uh, not a robot. Not a robot, therefore incapable of getting a virus. <laughs> And uh, yeah, got emotions and stuff, and you know, able to fight off these these robots. Um, and that's kind of it, really. It's it's very very basic game. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, on the Mega Drive, it looks awful. Absolutely it does, isn't it? like trash. I mean, compared yeah. to the Snail's version, Snail's version actually doesn't look too bad. I think this is one case where I think the limited palette of the Mega Drive really isn't best used for pre-rendered stuff. I would say. Because One can got... only
0: imagine what the Philips CD-i version. The <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know. I didn't know. But no, it is, it's, that it's
0: not the Mega Drive's Finest
1: Hour. No, definitely not. No, and I mean, I think they could. I could. I think they could make it better. But I think the the as part of the story behind this, they had all so many ports to do that they probably couldn't spend too much time on each. And I think the Mega Drive got the short end of the, the straw. There, by yeah. the look of it. I mean, it looks awful. Sounds awful. Um, even in the intro, like the the game can't. The, the, the Mega Drive can't handle it. So, it, did you notice like the the stuttering of the the music as it tries to process this kind of <laughs> yeah pre rendered intro scene that you barely can tell what's what's even happening in it anyway? To be honest, it looks so kind of grainy and limited color wise.
0: It's one of those things where I think a lot of the games that get a bad rap, people are looking at them through you know a modern lens, yeah, and they don't really appreciate the fact that back when it was released it was really impressive like say something like um flashback or another world yeah if you look at that now people might think oh well it's rubbish but back in the day oh it was yeah really, of course of course it's incredible yeah yeah i think rise of the robots always looked bad For yeah. the Megatron. for the megadrive don't, i don't the megadrive version i don't think ever looked good
1: no no i mean they put a lot of effort into these robots and they do look cool like if you look at the, the the renders of them and everything on the, on some of the better versions, you know they're they're cool looking robots. You can see the yeah. inspiration from like Terminator and stuff like that. You know they're good. They're a nice bunch of robots. And, you know, as, as this game was building up hype, you know, people um, had quite a, a bit of a, a following. You know, you, you mentioned last time um, Bad Influence covered it quite a lot, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. See, so, I, I mean, I, I wasn't really paying attention to games media at this time. I'd only just sort of got into games and I, I, my knowledge of it sort of extended to, you know, whatever my friends knew about games and, and whatever. I didn't really even start reading magazines until probably the end of, or probably maybe 95, I think. So yeah. I, uh, this game passed me by completely at the time um so i didn't get to see all of this hype building up but i've read about it and i can kind of see why because it was it, it had this ai thing going for it as well like this, this supposedly this ai was very clever at kind of countering your moves and all sorts of other stuff but i think from what i've read it is it boils down to a very basic kind of formula of when you've done a certain move the same number of times it will do a set counter to it and that's kind of yeah. Pretty much it, really.
0: That's pretty much it.
1: And you know, I've read things that like develop, developers done all these sort of you know AI, complicated AI tables. And um, as a programmer, I can kind of see why. Because say you wanted to do proper collision detection, from as an example, uh, between two characters, and you you could make a complicated algorithm to look at all the individual pixels to make sure they whether whether they're really truly colliding. Um, you could do that. But no, probably no one would tell the difference if you were doing that or just putting a, a basic box just within yeah. the confines of the of the sprites. You know, for most intents and purposes, it won't make any difference, and you may as well do it the simple way. I kind of feel that's what happened. In, what may have happened in this game? Like they've yeah. put so much effort into making this AI and going about it like a really, you know, this complicated system, but ultimately. You know, it, it, it <laughs> their system. Does it actually you, add anything yeah, to the game? No, and you won't even be able to tell that between the difference between that and, a, and a, a much more basic one in in another fighter.
0: Yeah. I had an argument with someone once um, about the Lord of the Rings films. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm going on a tangent again now. Mm -hmm. But apparently there's, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but in Lord of the Rings, when um, he goes into, I don't even know, Bilbo's house or whatever, there's all these books on the shelf. And apparently all the books are handwritten in Elven script. (laughs) He never opens any of the books. Yeah. And I argue that was completely, that's such pointless, It's so. it was what a waste of time and money and effort. And he's like, oh no, just, oh it adds to the world, it's world building, oh that's great.
1: I was like, it doesn't no, make
2: a difference
0: if no the one opens up bloody books, does
1: it? No, I'm totally with you it's there. Like, it's, if it was it's a, something exactly you could go, if it was something you could go and ex- experience, that would be one thing, and open, pick up a book yeah. yourself and look at it, but that's ridiculous, that is.
0: Yeah. And it, it, I, I guess it's that, that. it makes me think of that kind of thing. It might be really impressive under the hood if you know all the things that have gone into it, but to mm. the end user, the person mm. who's playing it, mm. it doesn't matter if it's pixel perfect or hitboxes. You know, as long as the game works, yeah. you know, you go with what works.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just looking at what else we can say about it. I mean, the, the backlash against it, I mean, was it varied from what I've looked into it because... Some magazines gave it really, really good reviews and some gave it, rightfully so, terrible reviews. And I think you could kind of tell which ones might have had some sort of financial deal with, with them, <laughs> possibly. It's, it's quite interesting. I looked at a video. I think it was Kim Justice. Um, and, yeah, it was... <laughs> it quite, it's quite funny just that this, you literally went through a, a list... And it was, like, on top. I think um, one of the ones that gave it a good review was, what are they called? CVG, Computer and Video Games. I think they gave it 91% or something. It goes all the way down to, I think it was Amiga Power that gave it 5%. And, I mean, has there ever been a game that's got such wildly different (laughs) review scores? Um, I can think of a couple.
2: Okay.
0: Um, I can think of... um... The Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace game. Um, okay. PlayStation Magazine, official UK PlayStation Magazine, gave it ten out of ten.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, the month after, they were invited to Skywalker Ranch oh, to oh, preview oh. the game. I'm sure that had no influence. No, no, on of the course not. No, they no. gave it ten no. out of ten, <laughs> and the rest of the world gave it threes out of ten. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they they probably just really liked it. Yeah. You know. And then there's a whole Driver Three situation as well, which we I yeah. think we we touched on briefly in yeah. another show. But yeah, it does make you think when there's such a, a gulf between um, mm.
1: scores, doesn't it? Mm. I can remember an early Sonic O Six review that gave it 92 or something, and it was, it was noticeably <laughs> the first one out of the out of the out of the gate. So you know, how did they get that early review? You know, who can mm. say? But. It's just a shame, really, isn't it? I mean, for one thing, because you kind of trust these... Back in those days, before the internet, you would trust these magazines to give you... Yeah,
0: that's all you had to go on.
1: And then if you... I mean, and then it becomes obvious, really, doesn't it? Because if you're going to accept that bribe, let's call it, um, and then put it out there, surely you've got to watch your back when the other magazines who didn't get the the bribe give it a, a brutally honest review. I mean, it makes your... You know, people start asking questions, surely
0: i don't know because it seemed to happen a lot back in the you know, day yeah um, yeah I d- you know
1: yeah maybe we were know. just less perceptive then i don't know without the internet you know it's less of a hive mind isn't there you're just a sort of an individual it'd like I mean, be more like a be more like oh that's interesting and then just move on with your day i suppose
0: and magazines were expensive as well that's the yeah. thing i mean PlayStation <laughs> magazine was a fiver mm. um I think c v g was one of the cheaper ones I was I think c v g was only like one pound fifty or two pound fifty, but still it's not like you were buying a lot of magazines when we were kids. you would generally get you know a magazine a month two if you were lucky maybe mm. um so maybe we just didn't compare and contrast the, the different review scores. I think
1: that's it yeah yeah yeah
0: I think we're probably gonna a theme we'll find with this and overblood, and I think probably when we do If we do another show like this again where we pick mm. you know uh, notoriously bad quote unquote games, I think there was a there's a kernel of a good idea there yes. was obviously yeah, definitely. an intention to make something good mm. and it just got away from them mm. um I think if... either it was too ambitious or whatever the reason time money yeah but there would there was definitely something an idea that's
1: worth pursuing there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a fighting game about robots on paper sounds brilliant. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. And, you know, as I say, the robots look cool. Um, the, the whole AI, cool. th- the, the whole I, ambition with the AI, you know, for the time would have been very interesting. I think the problem yeah. um, was um, basically at some point along the development, Time Warner got involved as the publisher. And from what I've gathered that it, it was them that decided it should be on everything. Whereas before it was only going to be on PC and Amiga, I think It was them that said, okay, we need They blew it, blew the whole thing out of proportion, basically It needs to be on all these formats, all at the same time It needs to be, you know, we're going to make a toy line We're going to make, you know, an animation alongside it and Possibly a movie, all this kind of, you know, merchandise They were They were planning on making a big thing out of it So I think it was the pressure of that, making all those ports and the fact that it was Just building up, too yeah exactly and the, the hype building up to it people were getting frustrated because it was I think it was like two years from from the time it was first mentioned to the release and that back in the day was a long time that's normal wait time now but in those days you know games kind of took a year or so and you didn't really hear about them for a few, you know I'm guessing a few months before release a lot in a lot of cases so you know, I think people were getting a bit impatient with it, and I think it was just the pressure. And I think it kept hit, kept missing these deadlines, and just had to get something out by Christmas at the end. So, yeah, I think it was all a bit rushed at the end. Um, I am mean, aware we haven't talked about the game much. <laughs> it's just because there's nothing much to say about it. I mean, there's you- not
0: really much to talk about. I mean, it's a it's a fighting game, but uh, you know. In an era that had things like Street Fighter 2 with its you know the the combo systems yeah. and the, the 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 range of characters and um, you know the the balancing of the characters and the you know it could make for a really competitive game. Hmm. Rise of the Robots doesn't really have any of that. No. Um, it, it's one of the most difficult to control games. Um, I don't think I've ever managed to pull off any of the special moves as they are in I wasn't it. even aware there um, were any special moves. <laughs> I'm not even sure if there are. No, <laughs>
1: I don't think there are. I, I really it,
0: don't know if there are. No, no. I just... It's, even button mashing doesn't work. No. It's just a really difficult game to control. Yeah, it's.
1: I think it's because the, 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 it's partly the animation thing. I think they've all got to do these certain cycles of animation, yeah. and it's difficult to get any sort of rhythm out of it because of that. Um, you know it's it's, you only you can only play as one character you've basically got i think five is it five other five or six other robots to fight in a sequence that's it really there's no continues if you die if you lose one round you're back to square one not round but one fight of two rounds um and you know it's just which is obviously just artificially extending the life of it i think there's a two-player mode but one of you has to be the, the the, the basic robot. You can't just pick what? from the other robot. What's his
0: name without looking?
1: E. <laughs> e-, <laughs> e. Eco twenty-seven or something, isn't it? Oh, cl- well, I got the Eco bit right. Eco thirty-five hyphen two, and I got a two in there. there
2: you yes.
1: Go. <laughs> Very good. I wasn't expecting that. Um, oh, no, no, uh, Okay. Yeah, it just goes to show, you know. Don't name yeah. no, don't name your character. Uh, a sort of a model number, no, um, but yeah. I mean, I've got <clears throat> other notes on it, but it's just, yeah, it's um, would you recommend it? No, <laughs> surprisingly,
0: <laughs> no, I can't yeah. say
1: I would. Like no, to that's 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 my second no of our entire podcast, and that's your first no, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there's that one. Um, there's also Overblood. Which Overblood. Was your Which was your pick. Um, yes. Yeah. So, Overpluck. Over, Overpluck. Overblood. Overpluck. Overpluck. <laughs> it's a bit like Overblood, but just stars chickens. Chickens. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Deve- developed by River Hillsoft. You know, them. Um, published by Electronic Arts and released for the PlayStation in May 1997. It's a survival horror uh oh, game oh. yeah it's um it's a corridor walk walk 'em up I described it in the in a tweet yes. at, at some point um so you play primarily as um raz carsi who was yes,
0: um, the, the unfortunately named Raz Kasi, um being that Kasi is british slang for toiler yeah uh,
1: yeah yeah, yeah, true yeah, I didn't even uh, spot that actually yeah yeah it's different spelling i think but yeah Raz razcarsi. Who is just awoken from a cryogenic uh, container with absolutely no idea who he is? Um, you begin exploring a scientific facility, um, and it becomes apparent that some sort of virus has taken hold of the science scientists working there. I've just noticed both of these games feature a virus, and our current oh. predicament in the world features a, a terrifying virus. So, oh, yeah, uh,
0: it's oh,
1: yeah, a bit weird, that isn't it? Yeah, yeah synergy. Um, so yeah, they're all being turned into zombies. These people by this virus. Yeah, um, they got zomboids. Zomboids, yeah. Um, and the whole game takes place in this facility as yeah. you attempt to uncover the truth about who you are and what happened there. I gotta admit, I didn't hate this game. Really. No, I, I, th- I, I actually part- I kind of liked it in some ways.
3: <laughs> it, there's a <laughs>
1: certain un- unintentional charm to it that I. Can- <laughs> yes. Definitely. That perhaps comes definitely. from from um, retrospect rather than maybe at the time.
0: Yeah. I mentioned uh, the reason I picked this game yeah. um, was because it was featured on uh, mm-hmm. Um They described it as a B game in that it's a B movie, but a game.
1: Yeah, very And I so. think
0: that's that, that is the perfect way to describe it. It's yeah. just a B movie, but it's it's a game form. <laughs> and it's, um, it's
1: got that B movie charm in the same way that yeah. B movies do. You know, it's kind of got that a bit ropey... Kind of quality to it that's you know if you're if you didn't spend a lot of money on it you can you can see <laughs> you can find something to, to to kind of enjoy about it really in a, in, yeah, in a way yeah <laughs> definitely
0: um, you've got like a little companion in the game though don't you um, it's not just um, mm. yeah Peepo
1: Peepo, yeah who makes quite irritating noises a little robot yeah so you Peepo?
0: is that all you can say <laughs>
1: <laughs> I yeah know, the, the voice acting the voice act is, act is, is, uh... is
0: stellar. It's... <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's stellar, but it's kind of typical of the time, I would say, yeah. across the board, you know, generally across the board of games. You know, the, the late 90s was not the, the pinnacle of video game voice acting by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, but he does he does a, an okay job, I suppose, the guy voicing him. You know, he's got a lot of lines to learn, you know, cut him some stuff. Yeah
2: no 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 it's good it's, good. it's all right it's
1: yeah he, there's a certain weird quality to his voice that i wouldn't have picked him to voice just i don't know he sounds a bit odd it so sounds like almost like a guy from the office you know just he probably was to be fair because a lot of them were <laughs> they couldn't yeah. really afford proper voice actors when the cinema or whatever
0: I kind of regret the fact that we're doing a podcast rather than a YouTube show because I would mm. love to show a clip of Peepo attacking one of the zombies. Um, <laughs> for my money, it's one of the best scenes in all of video games. It's just fantastic. <laughs>
1: do you know what? I can't even remember that. I may not have seen it. Do you have to be? Oh, you have to be the zombie when you attack him, do you? Sorry, no, you have to no, be no. the be people when you attack the zombie. No, no, it's
0: it's like a little cutscene bit, um, oh, okay. and he uh, he's got like his little grabby claw. Yeah. He, he basically looks like a Henry vacuum with um yeah. with like a claw on top. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, and he just sort of grabs the zombie around the neck with his claw, and he's just sort of wobbling about, and it's <laughs> oh, it's great. I love it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. the 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 premise of the game is, is just wandering around trying to figure out who you are. Um, you can the the controls. It's, it's good old tank controls which are, you know, pretty frustrating. There's three different camera angles you can do, but they all have their limitations, I found. You know, you can do a first-person one, but you don't really get the full view. You can do one that's just behind him, but it usually gets stuck. And then if you just leave the other one, that it, sort of, it sets the camera angles up for you, which can be quite disorientating when you move around and you suddenly change a new angle.
0: The controls are a little bit quirky as well. They're not just the normal tank controls, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that... Um, If you examine an object standing up, you'll get a different result than if you examine the object crouching. Yes. And in the first area, um, it kind of just drops you into it, and you you know, you start playing it, and you think it's kind of um, standard Resident Evil type thing where you can walk up to an object, examine it, and you'll get a line of text saying what it is and whether you can interact with it. Yeah. And you do that for a while, and you realise that you've examined everything, yes, and yes. nothing's happening, and you're not progressing at all. And then you realise if you examine the same object but you're crouching, yeah, you'll discover something completely different. I know. Different and I know. It's, the, it's the only game
1: that i know that's ever done that <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say i'm not i'm not i this is actually my f- first survival horror because i'm not big into horror so i've always kind mm. of avoided them um and this one isn't scary at all by the way <laughs> <laughs> the only bit that comes no. even close to being a bit of a jump scare is when the zombie falls out of the elevator that sort of pre-rendered yeah. cut scene and uh, so if you happen to be drinking some tea at a time you might have a bit of a spook, but other than that, I think you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so I didn't know a lot of the conventions for the for the genre, to be honest. Mm. So yeah, that 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 whole thing threw me. And actually, it's the only there is a there is a save system in this, which is actually quite liberating for the time, in that you can save literally anywhere. Yeah. But you have to find it. You have to earn it. <laughs> Did you find the saving system? The yeah. dictaphone, yeah you have to do what you just described you have to i think you open a, a little um suitcase or something and if you if you just as you say if you press press x on it while standing up you'll get something but if you if you um crouch down you'll get the the dictaphone which allows you to save which is yeah. so easily missed you know i can see people probably rage quitting this because they'll get they'll keep dying and then not bad, not figuring out that they 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 not figuring
0: out they that, can yeah, save they can it save.
1: yeah i know it's um it's not <laughs> i only I, I only found out just by looking on youtube i think um
0: yeah
1: it, it's it's bizarre choice that because you die you will die a lot in this game completely unexpectedly most of the time like there's a there's a scene where um he goes into a room and he finds um a statue being suspended um by this anti-gravity system. And if you're standing on the wrong side of it when you remove when you press X on the anti gravity thing to remove it, the statue will just fall on you and kill you straight away. Did you see that? Yeah. It's something so innocent just suddenly just kill and he has the most horrific scream when he dies as well. Goes,
3: <laughs>
1: it's so loud and like terrifying. Right and you can easily drop through like gaps in the floor because the jumping mechanic yeah. is just so awkward.
0: I was going to say, there's actual platforming sections there is as platform, well, which are just but, dreadful. But
1: it's sort of shoehorned into this into this survival horror mechanic, but it just it just works really badly, you know, because it's so difficult to judge the gap sometimes, and you've got to do it right on the edge sometimes, and there's some really difficult yeah. jumps to make, you know. I can see, I mean, I emulated it, I was just saving a loading state, but, you know, the fact that you have, when you're playing this properly, you'd have to save and reload properly all the time it was just
0: (laughs) i would say in its defense i think it's it's a very early example of um survival horror i think resident evil came first the original resident evil um was first to market but like you you were talking about the conventions i think a lot of the conventions of the genre hadn't really been Mm. set yet so they didn't really have a lot to work on yeah you know, in terms of this is how we make horror games, this is what people expect from a horror game. So, you know, I think a lot of it was just experimentation on their part and finding their feet in this genre that wasn't really that well established yet. So, yeah,
1: that's a very fair um, point. A lot, yeah.
0: of it, a lot of it can be put down to that, I think. Mm. But, um,
1: I mean, it was a time for, for experimentation like that. You know, the yeah. 97 is bang on, sort of when these 3D games, the, sort of the start of these genres that, you know, were the. Will only developed as a result of going into 3D. And, you know, moving around in 3D itself, you know, there was a lot of kind of hurdles to to, to jump over. And lo- loads of different companies did things completely differently. And some of them worked, some of them didn't. And, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. It's an awkward growing up time for gaming that era. Yeah, right, definitely. So there's a lot of other... I mean, this, is, this isn't just an exception of otherwise good games across the board you know there are a lot of games like this that just you know tried to do something and you know were bettered significantly later on but it doesn't you know they had a good stab at it it's difficult.
0: it goes again it goes back again to what i was saying a bit earlier about the the xbox mm. uh, in that there's no there doesn't seem to be much in the way of sort of random low budget weird experimental games mm-hmm. um this is the kind of game I'm talking about, in a way. It's yeah. not a big AAA game. It's not just a, a couple of guys in a the bedroom. There's a team of people behind it. It's kind of this sort of middle of the road, mid budget game.
2: Yeah.
0: And it might not be the best game you've ever played, but it's got. It's got heart, and it's got some mm. good ideas behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the, that's the kind of games I really I really like that kind of thing. Um, mm. I'd I'd love to see more of that. really.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was intrigued by the game as a whole to the point where possibly just because we had such a, a big gap between our last episode, I I got right the way to nearly completing this game. I got literally to the the last boss, and I just found it. I just had enough by that point. But yeah, it, 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 it I wanted to see what happened and i wanted to see how much it would vary um mm. you know and sure enough towards the end of the game there is a whole mini game that they don't reuse the mechanic for, for for where it's almost like an auto running thing where you're on this jet bike and you've got to jump over these um you know stalactites and stalactites in this cave area and um i thought it's not i mean it's not the most perfect implementation of that but that's quite that you know i thought that was quite um quite cool to just sort of suddenly mix it up like that you know and, and yeah. for a whole different thing that doesn't even fit in with the engine that they've they've been working to at that, at that point
0: i would say as well um there's a, a youtuber i mentioned on the bottom up um uh, twitter feed um, mm. i posted on there uh, during our hiatus and yes. um, some yeah. youtubers that i thought were worth checking out
2: yeah.
0: um and one of them uh, there's a guy called thor high heels Mm-hmm. and he did uh, a, a sort of a, a review um sort of analysis type thing of overblood and one of the things he mentioned on there was the fact that while um resident evil and other um horror games are like, uh, alone in the dark type survival horrors they were all sort of static camera angles um because of the 3d engine of overblood they could start Experimenting a bit with sort of dynamic camera angles that moved around and yeah. sort of panned across, and yeah. and that w- I, that was a real, you know, that was something really new to you know the fledgling survival horror genre. Really, hmm. I don't think there were any games before it. Um, after Silent Hill came after it. Silent Hill had that kind of thing as well, um, but I think it was really quite quite bold of them really to start adding sort of cinematic camera angles and things to to that kind of game um when everyone else was still doing the sort of static pre-render backgrounds and camera angles in that way Hmm.
1: um i mean when we were talking about when we were talking about metal gear solid we we sort of mentioned it was it was kind of one of the first examples of a a sort of a modern triple a game in the sense that it was trying to be more grown up and and offer like a, a realistic cinematic kind of story i mean this is kind of doing almost kind of doing the same sort of thing really in a b albeit in a b movie style but you know yeah. it's, it's at least it's going for a, a serious kind of sci-fi story you know it's not it's not yeah. talking down to the audience you No, know. that's true so it's um
0: hmm. i think you might be the first person in recorded history to <laughs> compare Overblood and metal gear solid in, a, in any kind of um <laughs> In any kind of serious way. Um, yeah, possibly. But no, but I, I get what you mean. You, you, the, yeah, but you're right. It definitely, It's definitely trying to tell a serious story. Oh, yeah. So I like mean, say, it's not talking down to the audience at all.
1: No, I mean, the golfing quality is, is very vast in, in terms of the difference between that and Meta Solid. But, you know, the, <laughs> you can, as we said before, um, no one sets out to make a failed game. You know, they all no. want to make a good game. And you can see that they're trying to make... You know, uh, a a reasonable game, and it's it's not it's not a terrible game at all, really. I don't think. No,
0: I think there's some games that are made purely for profit, and you know, they're just churned out to just cash in on something or cash in on a craze or a movie tie-in or some kind of license and it's just a job for the developers Mm that is just they've been hired to make something they're going to make it get out of the door and move on to the next thing i don't have a great deal of time for those kind of games they can work and sometimes they don't but this is clearly a passion project and i think that i that's what i'm a real fan of i love it when even if it doesn't work, if you can see that someone's put some effort in and it meant something to them and they were trying to make something good, yeah. you know, I I, I I give it a lot of leeway for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: But yeah, so um, would we recommend it? Do you
1: know what? I kind of would as a curiosity thing you know like don't take it too seriously and don't like set it aside as your as your your next big game to, to conquer but <laughs> i i would say just give it a go actually because it is um you know it's um it's ropey but it's it's there's something about it that i i don't know what it is that is quite endearing and kind of intriguing as well because you do kind of want to know what the heart the, the truth is to the heart of the the mystery behind it yeah
0: do you know what? i i'd go with that as well i'd like, give mm. it a a, a... I, think... I wouldn't say a wholehearted recommendation, but like you say, as a curiosity, yeah, um, you can pick it up quite cheaply. It's not, it's you know, it's not, it's yeah. not a, it's not a an an expensive collector's no. piece. No, 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 no. so um, if you've got a bit of pocket money left over and you want to, you just want to pick up something a bit, bit out of the ordinary and a bit quirky, um, yeah. you could do a lot worse. I
2: think so. Um,
1: yeah,
0: it's a, it's, it's got, a, it's got a charm to it, hmm. and. It's got Peepo.
1: It does have Peepo. He gets very uh, attached to that Peepo, doesn't he? Oh,
0: he does. He's his he only does.
1: friend
0: I really. To... Yeah. I, I, there's no spoilers, but there's no. a, a very emotional scene.
1: There is. Um, there is an emotional there's a,
0: scene. There's a very emotional scene. Brings the the strongest of of people to tears. <laughs> it um, does. Yeah. But yeah. you'll have to you'll have to experience that for yourself. Pick yeah. it up Overblood. PS One.
1: Yeah, there's a sequel as well, isn't there?
0: there is a sequel yeah i
1: don't know anything about it do, do you <laughs> <laughs>
0: um i haven't played it actually i do um, know, I, know I, gonna...
1: I, I do know it takes it's the takes place in a completely different place with a, i think completely different characters i think i, pick, I believe so yeah yeah um, but I, I guess the same sort of thing
0: um i've there's a you can watch the intro for it on youtube uh which is uh it's it's overblood 2 um mm. It's very strange. It's very, um I'd like to play it, so maybe if we do another maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll it might be one of my, one of my picks for the, the next pot 'em up year and we'll we'll pick it up and, and see <laughs> okay. what it's got to offer.
1: Yeah. Fair enough, okay. Cool. Um so yeah, that's um that's that. We've got our Pottem Up Awards next. Yeah. Coming next.
0: The second annual Pottem Up Awards.
1: Yeah, exactly, for our second year. Um, we're going to be looking back at our. We've got nine games that we covered, not including these two. I didn't, I didn't bother including these two. I don't think they're going to. Unless no. you want to, you can. You can if you want to. There's nothing stopping you. I, I thought perhaps we should stick to the, the, the nine. Um, so, so we take a quick break and then come back. Uh, let me get my notes together so that I can. This time I'm going to be prepared to note down <laughs> the votes as we give them because I wasn't until last <laughs> time, was I? Okay. Yeah. So uh, give us uh, a couple of minutes and we'll be right back. Welcome back to um, part 3 of episode 19 uh, of Pod'em Up In case you were were confused so far (laughs) What you're listening to Um, Yeah, Pod'em Up Awards Number 2 of 2019 We had some lovely entries in the past year They include uh, Tembo the Badass Elephant Jam & Earl Back in the Groove uh, Herzog's Vi uh, Super Mario Land 2 undertale sin and punishment successor of the skies uh drill dozer metal gear solid and driver san francisco um yeah, so yeah those are the games we played um, and now what we're going to do is uh, i've got a list of awards that we're going to give out and we're each Tibbs and i are each going to pick uh a, a, an individual winner our individual winner for those awards um we're going to tally them all up we've got some favorite awards at the end they'll get two points each um, and then we've also got the listener award, which we put out on Twitter as well. So that's worth two points as well. So at the end of the t- at the end of the thing, we're going to have uh, loads of points added up, and one of them hopefully will have uh, more points than any other and be crowned the winner of the 2019 Bottom-Up Awards.
0: And it's going to be a bit unpredictable now, because I mean, the smart money was on Overblood, um, but now we've <laughs> I <achieved> just two to. <laughs> you know now we've excluded those two from the list yeah it's anyone's is, game you know it's anyone's, anyone's game.
1: game true yeah true yeah I've, I've thrown a spanner in the works yeah yes right so let's get on shall we so the first yeah, the first award um is the graphics award this is um obviously for visual stuff but it's relative to the console that it's on so obviously a game for the ps4 is going to look technically look better than a game for the game boy but you know relative to the console that it's on which game impressed you the most Tips.
0: okay um i was split between two here um okay. my initial choice was going to be metal gear solid hmm. um but after thought, in terms of relative to the console it appears on um i'm going to give it to sin and punishment successor <laughs> of the skies
1: yeah that's exactly what i'm going to give it to as well yeah
0: um it's just a really fantastic looking game for for the Wii. It really, yeah, yeah. it's one of the games that really pushes what the Wii can do. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, mm. the, the, a, a, a solid win.
1: The thing about it is, it not only looks good, but it runs really smoothly as well. I think it's about sixty FPS. Yeah, be. so it, yeah, it blew me away. Really did. You know, the 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 environments so sort of vibrant. You know, the the there's loads of stuff going on. You know, loads of effects, loads of enemies. I don't know how they do it, really. They work magic on that. Um, yeah. But that is treasure. They, they're known for that, aren't they? So like, pu- really pushing a console. Really. They've got a history of pushing consoles, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I got an honourable mention of uh, Tempo the Badass Elephant as well, just because I like the art style to it.
0: It's got a nice art style, yeah.
1: Mm, yeah. 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 Um, and obviously yours, honourable mention, was uh, Metal Gear Solid there, which, which also looked really good for the PlayStation...
0: I was going to say, so I think... It's very it, uh, it, atmospheric. It did it cheated a little bit in some respects. Mm. Um, like, the the first level has this really cool... Um, where the puddles have a reflection of the ceiling and stuff above it, and it's got all these little graphical effects and footprints in the snow and stuff, but it all seems to be concentrated at the beginning bit of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then it's not really used much after that. So yeah. it's just kind of these little che- cheats... In the sense, that to make you wow you at the beginning, yeah. and then hope you forget about it as yeah. the game goes on. Uh, it but, work,
1: um, worked on me, to be it fair. I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. So, uh, next category um, is the music award. Um, self-explanatory, okay. really. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone for Undertale.
0: I've gone for Undertale. Yeah, it can't be anything else. There was really. no,
1: there's no comparison, really. Um, I mean, not that any of the others had terrible music, but. Undertale really has one of the best video game soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. It's yeah. the tunes in that game are just utterly incredible.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of the few soundtracks I still listen to, just you know, just out and about. I will just put it on, oh, you, yeah. you know, just just start listening to it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's it's just it's so catchy. Uh, the the songs match the characters. The character themes really. They really suit the characters they're attached to yeah. um the level themes are you know the atmospheric and catchy and lovely and mm. I, ju- I just can't i can't praise it high enough it's yeah. it's fantastic yeah
1: during the bosses as well it really adds some punch to the to the bosses where, Yeah, you know it's one of those things where if you can get a great piece of music at the back of something sort of uh, really action packed, you know, it it brings it to life so much more and, and you know it's unbelievable doing that. So well done. Yeah. Toby Fox. Um um Hutzogs Vi had quite good music as well. That's the only other honorable mention I've got. That's quite quite a good soundtrack to that as well. Yeah,
0: very good soundtrack to that. Yeah. Um I had um as an honorable mention, Toe Jam and Earl. Oh, yeah, of course, of, yeah. yeah. Just because just of the, the funky stylings. Oh, yeah. I mean, um,
1: always been a good. A lot of them are taken straight from the original couple of yeah. games, aren't they? So, um, yeah. very good soundtrack in the first place, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. good. Um, next category is the Story Award. Um, which story captivated you the most, I suppose?
0: Um, I'm going to have to say Undertale. Yeah
1: me too <laughs> it's
0: yeah um, i think we're going to see a pattern emerging we here. may do yeah
1: yeah we may do i mean the the fact that it's got so many different well different almost, different almost versions fell off my of it chair. oh, on. oh. In, in, you...
0: no i'm fi- i'm fine it was excitement there it was excitement yeah, um, yeah absolutely
1: yeah yeah i mean um it's different branching paths depending on what you do and who you defeat um the the, the, the quality of the writing is superb the characters you know uh i don't know anything else you could say about it i mean it's just it's just a brilliant it's a brilliant story you know great characters it's just
0: a brilliant story um there's the replay, replayability as well there's a yeah. lot of games that claim oh you know the um even after you finish a game, you can go back and do X, Y, and Z. And usually it just amounts to going back and finding some hidden yeah. items in a, in a level or something. Yeah. Um, but Undertale really does reward you. Um, once you think you've completed the game, the chances are you haven't actually completed it at all. And if you mm. reload your save, mm. um, you know, you get this whole other depth to the game that you might have missed before. So yeah. it really does re- encourage. Um, multiple playthroughs, taking different choices to see um, the different endings, mm-hmm. um, and I think in terms, I think we mentioned this uh, in our initial review of it though. Um, you can do what's known as a genocide run, where you kill everything that you you come across i've never done a genocide run in the game because i like the characters so much i don't want to play this game where you i don't want to
1: play it going through and killing all these characters because they're so good do you know what um Um, i've i've just got the physical version on switch just this week mm. um and i i am doing the genocide route purely because (laughs) i want to fight sans at the end and hear and hear his music which is supposed yeah. to be really good. And I have this thing where games that I like anyway, I don't like to hear the music before I've heard it in the game. You know, because uh, okay. video game music, especially the soundtrack, means a lot to me. I don't want to... Because everyone says it's a brilliant piece of music.
2: Oh, it is. I, yeah.
1: I've been keeping it from myself because I've been meaning to get around to playing it again just so I can get to the end of the genocide route and, <laughs> and, and listen to it. And unfortunately, that means killing a lot of characters, which I'm not happy about, but...
0: I, mean, I if don't know. Can, can handle that, mate. Then I've only just started
1: it. It. Um, it seems to be, yeah. Because I thought it was just a case of literally everything you see kill, but you have to kill a certain number of enemies um, in each place as well. So you have to wander yeah. around, triggering random encounters and stuff. So it's going to take a little bit longer than I expected. But um, anyway, so yeah, uh, overwhelming success there from Undertale. Um Metal Gear Solid was was an honourable mention also. Great yeah. piece of storytelling. I mean, they're actually pretty difficult to. Uh, not much between those two, actually, because Metal Gear Solid does have no. a really good story. To be fair,
0: oh, Metal Gear Solid has a fantastic story, but mm. um, I think it was I Undertale won it just because of the emotional impact. Yes, it had, it had a lot um,
1: more emotional impact, I think.
0: To be yeah, fair. and I think that that just put it ahead a bit. But um, yeah, yeah I, Metal Gear Solid would be my very very close second.
1: Yeah, sure, good. Um, the character award. Uh, makes its return. Um, this is for an individual character in any of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually gone for Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid.
0: Wow! Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. I th- I, I, Undertale has some amazing characters in it, but there was something about Snake that subverted my expectations of him because okay. I kind of had this image in my mind. A lot of these these kind of more I lump in with a more modern character in the sense that. You know, as we said before, he kind of a lot, a lot of this game kind of started the modern triple A of more serious kind of characters. And I always thought likened him to sort of um, a bit of a Master Chief kind of, almost like a blank slate kind yeah. of thing. But mm. to discover he's actually got sort of a past, and kind of he is a hard kind of guy, but he do, you can see some emotions sort of cracking through there, and he kind of people mean stuff to him, and I thought that was interesting to see. I think possibly because only because of my expectations of it, but he surprised me of how how interesting a character he is actually. So yeah. that's the reason he got that award, and he's also got a very surprisingly normal first name, which made me smile at the end of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. So that's I've a gone choice. Uh, yeah, not what we expected, but yeah. No, good. no. I, I wanted to go for something a bit different because I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's not to do a disservice to Undertale because it's got some amazing characters, um, papyrus. Is, is my honourable mention because he's he's just a hilarious character but um, I don't know I just wanted to I I don't know I felt like that deserved to be honoured I think yeah Mm. so um, how about you
0: Um, I'm going to go with a character from Undertale Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go with Sans
1: okay yeah
0: Um, absolutely I think it's because of the. Like I say, I haven't played the Genocide Run um, in Undertale, but I have seen um, videos and playthroughs of it. Uh, I've seen, um, you know, the, the final battle with Sans. Yeah. And is the fact that he's a much deeper character than he than he appears to be at the beginning. Okay. Um, when you first meet him it's clear that he knows more about what's going on than he than he's letting on. Yeah. Um but when the story unfolds and you see it from all the different angles, uh, he's got so much more to do with things than than that you initially realise. And he's just that he's just a, a funny, likable character but he's also so integral to everything. Yeah. Um I think yeah, he's just a, just a, a great just a great character. Mm. Um
1: it's also the dynamic between him and his brother papyrus as well. That yeah. I love. Him and papyrus it's a, definitely. It's a proper like child brother relationship where one of them takes things yeah. very seriously and the other one just is just, you know, taking taking the piss out of the other one, you know. It's just
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just really funny to see and the writing again yeah. is there is
0: I can say that the writing is just so the, all the characters are so well written in it but mm-hmm. um yeah yeah sans is a standout for me so um yeah another another vote for undertale for me so sans, yep. sans gets that one
1: yeah not surprising not surprising at all so the the level design award this is this could be an interesting one so um I mean, it's kind of broad. Inter- it depends how you interpret level design, I suppose. But I mean, it's just the sort yeah. of the design of the gameplay, perhaps. Let's call it, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, and kind of the, I don't know, the intricacies of of each level. Um, mm. Yeah, I've um, gone for Drill Dozer on this one. Okay. I thought it had some really interesting level ideas, some interesting level layouts, kind of non-linear in terms of you'd go in one area and you couldn't get through, so you'd have to go back and do another. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, but I I liked it. I think I liked you know how they sort of paced the levels. Um and the you know the fact that they went on for so long as well is quite an achievement in yeah. itself. Really, it's just the longest levels I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're very um, long levels, especially they, for handheld. Yeah, but they kept you interested. They didn't get samey. They kept introducing new things, and you kind of wanted to keep going, really. Um, and then there's the whole aspect of getting you know unlocking the three different drill strengths to to get to areas that you couldn't get to before that Kind of adds extra layers to it, so um, yeah, I've gone for Drill Dozer on that one with um, with, yeah. quite, with quite a few honorable mentions, actually. Um, I think Mario Land 2 also, um, you know, it didn't do anything unexpected, but it was just a good, solid platformer, you know, had some nice ideas that you don't normally get in other Mario games. Yeah. Um, Sin and Punishment also kind of mixed things up quite a lot, there were some lovely sort of set pieces in there, um you know kind of different ideas and um, Metal Gear Solid as well just for the variety of stuff going on I think um, <laughs> it's just I mean you could talk a lot about Metal Gear Solid but it's just a great game really and it's just the gameplay is, yeah. is, is, is fantastic so um, yeah it's a difficult one that one because there's so many I mean you yeah. can almost give it to any of the games really to some extent yeah, but, you could really but yeah I've gone for Drill Dozer just, um, I, I think it, could, it deserves Something at least,
0: yeah. Good choice,
1: yeah.
0: Um, I gave the level design award to um, I wasn't sure if it really classed as levels, really, but mm. I gave it to Driver San Francisco,
1: yeah. Okay, yes, um, no, I, I know what you mean. Go on,
0: particularly because I thought of that, um, the mission where you had to come first and second in a yeah. race, yeah. Um, I thought that was a really neat thing that I hadn't seen before, and I thought that was a really good design that took advantage of the mechanics that have been set up in, in the game. Yeah, um, definitely. And there's lots of little examples like that. It, it, there's lots of little... Like I say, it's hard to describe them as levels per se, but mm. um, the uh, that... ones where you have to get someone's heart rate up to a certain level... Yeah, or it's, challenge- to... it's more
1: challenges, really, but I think... You know, it's difficult to name this award, but I mean, it, it kind of stretches for those things. Just the content of the game—what, how, how much is it varying? Yeah,
0: yeah. So when I was thinking, you know, I was thinking about all, all the different games. And I think, in terms of what I thought had the the best kind of design, um, I, I, yeah, I kept coming back to Driver San Francisco. So that's that one gets my vote. Yeah. Um, I Agreed. would say again the much the same as you in terms of honorable mentions and runners up pretty much any game in the list um yeah. would qualify really uh tembo so. the badass elephant uh, i really like the uh the use of the cannons that shoot him across the stages mm. and you know plowing through boxes and stuff is always great fun very and
1: satisfying yeah
0: very yeah. satisfying mechanics on it um drill dozer um especially when you play it um with the vibration yeah. um it's it's great um so, yeah, it's a, a tough one to, to nail down, really. But, mm. yeah, Driver gets my vote.
1: Okay, yeah, good. It's a good chance to mix things up a bit and get some some votes for the other games, I think. Mm. Um, next one is the... Um, I've renamed this. This used to be the Deep Award. because <laughs> I think it came from describing Ghost Trick last time, didn't it? We, we, we yeah. We, we were in a, a deep uh, experience, basically. I would call it the Immersive Award. Basically, it's... Um, it's not an, an arcadey pick pick-up-and-play game. It's a it's a, it's a game that's got a story to it. It's a game that's got a certain degree of longevity to it and an experience that you kind of go through in chapters, you know, kind of a story. Yeah. basically, it's similar to the Story Award, I suppose, but I don't know. Yeah, but I mean... What, what I, you... I
0: kind of get what you mean, and I hope, you know, I know what... It's hard to find the right name for the award, but um, yeah. I know what you mean. I hope people will get what we mean by it as well.
1: Yeah. So what did you go for?
0: it's it was really really close yeah um it was between undertale and metal gear solid for me yeah um, same for me exactly uh, metal gear solid just peaked it
1: okay that's good because i've gone yeah. for Undertale.
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> yep. um i th- the only reason i went for it um yeah. is uh when you sent me the the rundown of of the award categories. um, it was the the phrase, um, uh, what did you put exactly Da-da-da-da-da, immersive award uh, basically a long involved game. Yeah. Um, Undertale isn't that long. it's it's a fantastic story. It's a fantastic game. um I love it a bit but you can get through it if you you can get through it quite quickly it's not going to take up a huge chunk no. of your time mm. um, i suppose the same about metal gear solid uh, you know if you know where to go and what you're doing you can get through it quite quickly but for some reason it feels more it feels longer and not yeah. in a bad way not like oh it seems to drag on but it just feels i don't know it just feels more
1: yeah, there, I know. I know exactly what you mean. There is something about it. I don't know if it's because you're all pretty much in the same place the whole time, whereas Undertale are traveling to different areas. It feels, yeah, you know, it feels. I don't, it sounds like it's, it's a criticism. It's not. It's just sort of. It's all contained in the same area, so I don't know. I I know exactly what you mean, but I don't know how to describe yeah. it. There's just something don't about know how it. I do how to it describe is, it. And it's also the, it really... the 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 sort of multi layered story as well, and all these tangled bits and these kind of. Yeah. Twists and things, plot twists and all that—it kind of it keeps you. It does keep you immersed, definitely. Yeah. I was immersed in both of them. I mean, it was,
0: it was so close, honestly. I mean, oh, it was yeah. it sort of uh, toss of a coin kind of thing. It was really down to the down to the Absolutely. wire. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, these um, two clash
1: on a few of these awards. Yeah, it's it's kind of going one way or the other. So it's it's yeah, Metal Gear is a very strong competitor to to Undertale, but. I think for me, Undertale just—it literally—I just had to think which game did I want to keep coming back to the most, sort of every night, and it—it it kind of had to be Undertale, really. I did—I I did have that with Metal Gear. I did want to keep coming back to it, but Undertale, I, just because it's so—it it's, subverts your expectations at every turn, and it yeah, just—I just wanted to see what 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 would happen, what was coming next, you know? Um, yeah, I was just. Just glued to it really. So um yeah, it was Undertale for that those reasons yeah.
0: yeah, fantastic. Okay.
1: Um the next one is the opposite of this award, so shouldn't really be open to either of those games <laughs> in theory. Okay. <laughs> um this is the Arcadia award, so it's the pick up and play award, which game is the easiest to sort of relax to sit sit back and and relax to and have a quick session and you know, just have some fun with mm-hmm. really. So yeah. I've I've gone for Sin and Punishment on this. one Oh okay. Um I mean it is it is a story in the sense it's got levels and you progress through but you know the the gameplay is just you know you don't you can just sort of sit back and zone out almost as you sort of shoot all these different kind of enemies and and you know mm. get through the bosses and stuff uh, and it's just a, it's just a, a sort of a quick hit of action. I mean um well the levels are fairly long but you know it's just you don't I mean the, the checkpoints in there means you don't have to complete a level in one sitting so you can just have a quick go on it. Um, and you'd have a lot of fun doing so. So I've yeah. I've I've leant towards uh, *Sin and Punishment* for the arcade one. Um, okay. Honorable mentions: *Toe Jam and Earl*.
2: Good
3: mm.
1: little, you know. You can have a quick session on that. I don't know what else to say about it, but it's yeah, it's *Toe Jam and Earl*. It's good. Uh, *Mario Land 2* as well. You know, just a quick bit of platforming.
0: Yeah, um, *Mario Land 2* was my pick. Okay, cool. It's just like you say. It's just great to pick up and play. Mm. Um, it's just perfect really for you know you just want to play something quickly you don't want to get too involved no big storylines to keep track of no yeah. Yeah. you know nothing too complex but enough challenge to you know you're not just going to get bored playing it you're not just going over the same thing over and over again you know there's plenty of challenge there to put to keep you on the edge of your skills um yeah but just just great fun to just pick up and play whenever um yeah, I can see your argument for sin and punishment. I didn't; that wasn't in my my shortlist, really. But I mm. I can see the argument for that now. Mm. Um, this my second runner-up was going to be Tembo the badass elephant, and oh, yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Toe Jammin' back in the groove. Mm. Um, both because for the much the same reasons, you can just you, there's no complex storylines to remember. There's no isn't nothing too intense. It's just you can just relax. Play it yeah. for a short while, put it down again, come back later, and you know it's all good. So, uh, but yeah, I think Super Mario Land Two um, b- best fits into that category for me. So, uh, cool. There okay. we
1: go. Yep. Um, so then I've got two more awards before we get to the favorite award. These are two new new awards. They weren't in the last um, awards episode. Um, the first one is the Innovation Award. Um, this is for a game that breaks all the rules of its of its genre and really kind of does something extraordinary and new um unsurprisingly i've gone for undertale <laughs> <laughs> um
0: i have as well yeah yes.
1: i mean it's just it, i i think i don't think it could be anything else really because it's just
0: i had driver as a runner up oh yeah true um, that
1: driver was a because good
0: because it does it does break sort of conventions of um standard racing games and open world games Definitely, but yeah. um nothing does it like undertale so no
1: uh, the fact that the battle system alone is is just yeah. a a work of art it really is mm. because it's not it takes all the sort of kind of tedious elements of of normal um turn-based battles in the fact that the menu-driven system and you tend to just pick the same moves over and over again and that kind of thing. It's just, it just makes your attacks right. Simple, basic, can you hit this line on the, on time or not? And if the closer you get to it, the better your attack is. And then for defending against their attacks, it's, it becomes a bullet hell shooter. But the the creativity of, of all of these different bullet hell things where you, where you take on these different monsters and they all have different attack patterns... And they're so wildly different and so wildly ingenious and clever and funny, that you know it's just it's not like nothing else I've played before. It really isn't.
0: No, no, exactly. Um, yeah, it just turns you know everything you expect to be playing from sort of an indie retro style RPG. Uh, it just turns it all on its head, um, yeah, yeah. and very quickly you realise you know nothing is gonna be as you expect it to be during no, the game. No. Um and it's it there's no way you can predict what's gonna happen next. It always keeps you guessing. Um it's great, I love
1: it. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. And um honourable mention driver as well, as you said. Yeah. Um this the next one is, is again the opposite of that. It's the the archetype award, which game plays it by the book but just does it so well. It's a textbook example of the, the genre that it's in you know, if you want to just a a really good platform or a really good fighting game or whatever, this is the game for you. So what have you gone for that?
0: Uh, super Mario land two.
1: Yeah, exactly the same as well.
0: Um, very good. If you were going to, if you were going to introduce someone to games and they said what, you know, they wanted a, a textbook example of a basic platform game, a good fun platform game. Um, It'd be Super Mario Land too, yeah. um, or just 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 a great game that anyone can enjoy. It does it 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 just does what it does perfectly. Oh, yeah. um, mm. It's not it's not massively innovative. It's not too basic. It's just
1: it's that fine um, line in between. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's
0: just a perfect platform
1: game. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's kind of innovative compared to other mario games of the time because it there are elements of it that are very different to other mario games but at the same time still strictly within what you'd expect from a typical platformer yeah Um, that's what i mean yeah and i think that's just that's a perfect balance to have really because the levels are quite varied you know the stuff you do is is never as i say, never breaks the boundaries but it's it's all kind of good stuff you know it's it's clever stuff within its own within what it's trying to do so um yeah, definitely. Super Mario Land 2 mm-hmm. for both of us. Yeah. My honorable mention was Sin and Punishment. Um, although that is kind of different, but it is a it is a great rail shooter. You know, if I was going to tell someone, if someone was asking me what, what rail shooter should I play, Sin and Punishment would probably be at the top of my list just because it's perfect for what it does, really. It's, it's shooting yeah. on a rail and and a lot of variety in there. So...
0: Yeah, exactly. I didn't really have an honourable mention with that one. I think no. uh, for me, it was just it, it was Super Mario Land Two was the first thing I thought of, Definitely, and it yeah. wasn't really wasn't any really runner up for me. So, no, um, but yeah, I can I can see Sin and Punishment. If, for in terms of rail shooters, yeah, I think it's a, a very good example. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Before we get to
1: our um our our favourite award, uh, we got the the matter of the listener vote. So I put okay. out on Twitter. And try to get as many people voting as I could. All the different mm-hmm. games. Um, see which votes came across, came, which which game got the most votes, and the 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 winner was Undertale.
2: Really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah,
1: Undertale. Uh-huh. Not by much, but it's one of those yeah. ones that could go either way because you could get a random fan fo- of a certain game sort of retweeting it, and then if they've got loads of followers, could got loads of tweets, and it could have just been a completely random one off yeah. the, you know. Uh, a wild card kind of thing but no it turned out to be undertale so um, oh, yeah even more Good points choice. for undertale um and yeah so our favorites um would you like to go first or shall i
0: um i'll go first uh i think this is it's gonna be a bombshell choice this <laughs> one um it's gonna be undertale
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and uh mine is also undertale <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's pretty unanimous, really. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not a mark against any of the other games at all because they're all brilliant in their oh, own ways. No. They all I've no, had it's I've been had, a really good selection. It so. has. I've had fun with every single one of these games, yeah. um, but there is just something so special about Undertale, so different that it's. And, it, and it hit, as as we were saying in the break, it ticks so many of these boxes, even mm. though they're so different. Like you wouldn't expect an immersive sort of story based RPG to have a bullet hell element that is that stands <laughs> no, <you wouldn't. laughs> that stands shoulder to shoulder with any other bullet hell element you could find in any bullet hell game. You know, it's just yeah. it's nuts really how many boxes it ticks. Um and that's to, it was always going to end up like this, I think, just just for that alone. I loan. think it was yeah. no matter how varied you make these awards. So <laughs> Yeah. it's it's kind of nuts really, I mean we've kind of been through so many different good points about it that there isn't much more to say really. there isn't
0: much more we can say about it um no, is it worth tallying up the
1: points of the <laughs> it isn't really I mean I can tell you what everyone no, I... else how close all the others were um I'm not even sure if I've got the correct number for undertale just then, but you know um okay, so I think it's
0: clearly clearly a landslide for undertale though't
1: that yeah, so um. Sally, there were no points for our first three games, the Banas Elephant, ToeJam & Earl, and Herzog's Vi, but they're all really good games in their own right. I think we've mentioned, I think all of them in, in honourable mentions, so, you know, mm. good, good for them. Um, with one point each was Drill Dozer and Driver San Francisco. Um, uh, two points for Metal Gear Solid, actually, um, which is surprising because there's two games above that, Sin and Punishment and Mario Land 2, and I thought, I think because... Uh, Metal Gear Solid clashed with Undertale so often yeah. on the same kind of categories, and Undertale just came out on top for most of them. Uh, I think it's it's pro- perhaps unfairly further down than it should be, but I think that's yeah. it was aiming it was going for the same categories, whereas the other two went for di- different categories. You know, so um, yeah. so yeah, Sin and Punishment and and Mario Land Two both had three votes each. But overwhelmingly, I've got uh, 14 votes written down here for understanding. I'm not even sure that's correct. I might have wow. missed a few. But either way, you're looking at a landslide there that I was yeah. I was completely expecting, to be honest. It doesn't yeah, come as a surprise so to me I at if all. I'm yeah, I mean.
0: Yeah. Um... But it has, like I say, it's been a really strong year for games. So, yeah. I mean, it did, yeah. there's not a bad game in the list.
1: No, so... not at all. Not at all. I'd recommend, you know, it's fully not recommend it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah that, so, that concludes it. Um to, Toby Fox, if you um if you want to get um your your certificate, um please give us a shout. Capcom never picked up theirs last year.
0: Capcom never got back to they
1: us. They never got back to us, no. no. So yeah. um Toby, please I'm shocked, by Yeah, that. I am but shocked.
0: Toby Fox get in touch and yeah. get your certificate. Okay. It's beautiful.
1: We'll put it in the post. Um yeah. I'll put some I'll put some drawings on it, you know. It'd be lovely.
0: <laughs> oh it will be we will take pride of place on your mantelpiece
1: it will the podium up award 2019 goes to undertale <laughs>
0: yeah year 3 um, of bottom up
1: this is, we're going to put this as, as part of year 2 even though it's in yeah. year 3 because it's, it's, you know, we should have done it then if circumstances hadn't happened yeah. so um, yeah this is the end of year 2 of bottom up um, a really successful year for games um, had a lot of fun with it um, and who knows what year 3 will bring well you i know. I tell you what I know what year 3 will bring from the start with
0: yeah do tell
1: Jet Set Radio Oh, <laughs> straight in there. Yeah. This is yeah. a game I have tried to play three times before and never really mm. got on with it. But okay. I but I didn't re I never really gave it enough time to gel, I think. Because yeah. I love Sega, I love the Dreamcast. This is a poster child for the Dreamcast. So yeah. and it's a game I should like because it's look it just looks so fun. It looks really cool um and it's a game i really want to sit down and give a proper try to so this is my chance and if i don't like it after that i'll probably never play it again but i'm gonna give it a go i
0: spent a long 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 time playing this Did in you? 2003
1: to
2: 2004
0: okay I, I just spent hours and hours and hours and hours playing it so uh yeah a, a very strong start
1: okay brilliant so your opinions decided already mine yeah mine could go either way technically you never know yeah but um i'm hoping i'm gonna like it it was something about the controls um and not being able to pull off some of the quick time events i want to call them from what i remember like the graffiti yeah, bits yeah the,
0: the graffiti bits, i struggled yeah.
1: with it a bit and i just got a bit frustrated but i'm i want i really really want to give it a proper try so, um, are you
0: going to be playing? Um, what format are you playing on? PC, Dreamcast?
1: Um, I'll probably go for the Dreamcast original, albeit yeah, emulated. Like um, yeah. There's, I've got the PC version as well. I mean, I could try that a bit, but um, if you'd recommend Dreamcast, I'll go for that.
0: Yeah, stick with the Dreamcast original. I think mm. um, just because that's the one I played and I liked it. Yeah. Um I, I've got the PC one, but I haven't. I haven't, didn't really play that much into it. Um, mm, I don't know how much it differs. I've got it on 360 as well. I don't know if there's much difference in it I, to be honest. But yeah. yeah, the Dreamcast is is the way to go, I think. For
1: okay, you get the the original experience that way, don't you? So,
0: yeah,
1: you know. Okay, um, I think that about sums it up then. Really, yeah, I think that's all we needed to say. Um, yeah, a bit of a bumper episode. Managed to fit a lot in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us during during our hiatus. Um, yeah.
1: We really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, we do appreciate it. it Means a lot. Um, it's been a, a tough time for us for us both, but it's good to be, back on the horse.
1: Yeah, feels really on good. Feels good to talk to you again, mate. Um. Yeah. You know, uh, and catch up with things a bit and game wise and have a bit of a laugh. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and hope to do it again next month, with Jet Set Radio. Really. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, we're always on Twitter uh, at Up. You can email us up at gmail dot com, or you can go to our little website up dot net. And um, yeah, please tell your friends about us. You know, leave reviews and stuff wherever you you want to leave a review. Um,
0: and tweet Toby Fox and let him know he won the yeah, coveted PodiumUp award.
1: Yeah, and tell him to pick up his certificate. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay, cool. Um, Right, uh, until next time, we shall say bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.
3: What's up, dude? Yeah, no, man. I'll go to a party with you, dude. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just meet you there, okay? Sweet. So I show up to the door and Steve isn't there and I don't know where I am. It's a very unfamiliar place in the city. And the door swings open and it's just like 50 cats In a house with no one Just like 50 cats And I'm like, it's a cat party Man, it stinks in here Cat party This is kind of creeping me out a bit When life throws you lemons Cause life throws you lemons. You toss a cat party. Do they ever tear the crap out of this place? It's a cat. I just party with you, but if I can't, cats will do. It's a cat. I party with you, but if I can't, cats, cat can, cats will do. Steve, man. Uh, I don't Where are you, dude? said this is gonna be like a rager man i don't know where i am i cannot tell you that but i can tell you one thing is that i love cats i don't know where i am i cannot tell you that but i can tell you one thing is that i love cats cat it's a cat party just me and 50 cats throwing it down, making all kinds of sounds. It's a cat yeah. party. Yeah. Steve, dude, I can't. Where are you, man? I thought we were gonna go to a party. Yeah. What is this, dude? Yeah. You were like, yeah, man, it's like this house is gonna be rad. All these kinds. Of, everybody from the.